Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Age of Radio. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. We, we've had a good festive couple of days, and we're getting ready to go into Christmas. Mm-hmm. Man, it's been, been nuts around here. It has been, but we are looking forward to this because we've got some AEW talk. So we'll get into this, and this will be our last show before Christmas. Yes, sir. Let's do it, brother. Yes, sir. All right. First up on Rampage from last week, we had an eight-man tag team battle in typical AEW fashion of tag match to start off the show. (laughs) So here we go. We had the infamous Bobby Fish and the Super Click, Adam Cole and Nick and Matt Jackson of the Young Bucks with Brandon Cutler taking on freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy. Rocky, uh, Rocky Romero and the best friends, the Kentucky gentleman Chuck Taylor and Trent with Wheeler Yuta. So Chuck Taylor began the uh, began uh, the match against Matt Jackson, but Matt would hit Chucky with strikes left and right. Chuck fired back though with a standing sliced bread. Rocky Romero from New Japan Wrestling tagged in, as did Bobby Fish. Rocky took Fish down with a running drop kick. Orange Cassidy would tag in, and he sent Fish into a clothesline from Rocky Romero. Um, let's see here. Adam Cole would tag in, but thought twice about facing Orange. Cole would tag right back out to Nick Jackson. Orange Cassidy grabbed Nick's wrist and walked the ropes. Nick pulled him down off the ropes, and Orange hit an arm drag on Nick, all while Orange had his hands in his pockets. 
outside the ring, the Bucks and Cole got powerbombed, or Bucks and Cole powerbombed Trent onto the ring apron. Inside the ring, the Bucks and Cole would level uh, Orange Cassidy with a three-way super kick. Uh, then they would isolate Orange Cassidy and Nick splash Orange off the top rope for near fall. Uh, the, the Bucks were pulled out of the ring by Rocky and Chuck, and Orange rolled up Adam uh, with a crucifix for a near fall. Cole fired back, though, with a running knee to Orange Cassidy. Cole then attempted a Panama Sunrise, but Orange countered that with a backdrop. Trent tagged in and cleaned house, hitting double chokes, uh, double clothesline on Cole and then Jackson, and Nick Jackson. Uh, Trent then speared Bobby Fish outside the ring and then backdropped Cutler. Trent uh, climbed the top rope. Oh, sorry, hang on. Something just popped up in my face while I'm reading. That was always fun. Sorry. Uh, uh, Trent would climb the top rope and nail Nick Jackson with a diving splash on Nick's back. Rocky Romero and Trent double team Nick with knee strikes. Cole would lift Trent. Uh, the Bucks super kick Trent. And then Cole would nail Trent with a brain buster on his knee. Fisher followed that up with a splash off the top rope for near fall. Bobby Fish walled Trent with an avalanche falcon arrow on Trent, but uh, Orange Cassidy saved Trent from being pinned. Cassidy then leveled Matt Jackson with an orange punch. Uh, and then Trent crushed Bobby Fish with strong zero and pinned him for his team. So they, they barely got away with this one, brother. Yes, sir. That was a close, hard fight match. close call. Mm -hmm. Gotta love it, though. It was, um, always action-packed uh, tag matches with AEW, so... Definitely, brother, definitely. Keeps things fun and entertaining, to say the least. Orange Cassidy is just, he's, he's funny as hell. Right. Gotta love it. Such a weird gimmick to be as over as it is, but hey, whatever works for you, I guess, right? <coughs> All right. All right. Next up, we have a submission match. It's Ty Conti with Anna Jay took on the super bad girl Penelope Ford with the bunny. Penelope Ford chopped away at Ty on the outside. Ty moved and uh, Ford would crack her hand on the ring post. Back in the ring, Ty tried to fly an arm breaker, but Penelope reached the ropes with her feet, forcing the ref break. Penelope, Penelope attempted a back handspring, but uh, Ty lifted her knees and then transitioned into a, tri a triangle chokehold. Uh, uh, Penelope broke free, though, and would lock on a bow and arrow stretch. Uh, Ty rolled out and hit Ford with elbows to the ribs. Ty had a near uh, had a rear naked chokehold uh, and pulled Penelope up to the top turnbuckle. They had jockeyed for position. Penelope wrenched on Tay's neck with a standing crossface. Uh, I'm sorry, Ty. Uh, Ty then rocked Penelope with knees to the uh, with knees to escape. Then Ty blasted Penelope with a pump kick. Penelope retaliated though with a back heel kick. It was a little it was uh, too little too late as Ty forced Penelope to tap out. The bunny, though, had brass knucks and clobber tie after the match. Luckily, Anna Jay ran them out of the ring with a steel chair. Typical AEW fashion in that aspect where you have outside interference even after a match. Exactly, dude. I mean, it just it is what it is with AEW. That's what they do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, whatever. All right, man. So we had an eight-man tag team match to begin uh, Rampage. Now we have a 10-man tag team match for the main event. As we had the Mad King, Eddie Kingston, Santana Ortiz, and AEW World Tag Team Champions, the Lucha Brothers, Penta El Zero, uh, Zero Medio, and Ray Phoenix, taking on 2.0, Jeff Parker and Matt Lee, Daniel Garcia and the Acclaimed, Anthony Bowens, and Platinum Max Caster. This is going to be really inter <laughs> interesting. And it 
Very true, man. Very true. So here we go. Penta would shove uh, Caster, but Caster would fire back with a right elbow strike. Uh, Phoenix would tag in, and the Lucha Brothers blasted Max with thrust kicks. Ortiz tripped Bowens. Uh, Ortiz and Santana utilized their tandem offense, showing why they're the world-renowned team they are. Santana landed a moonsault on 2.0. Uh, he tagged in Penta and met, t- uh, met 2.0 with a sling blade, or with sling blade, sorry. Ray then did a tight rope, uh, tight rope walk and turned into a one-man wrecking crew in 2.0. He rattled Garcia with a knee drop right to the mouth off the top rope. Kingston tagged in and chopped Garcia in the chest. 2.0 pulled Kingston out of the ring, though. And then the Lucha Brothers launched themselves with top uh, Topcon Heroes on 2.0, or Topicon Heroes, sorry. Uh, let's see here. Santana would grab Bowens and spiked him with a pile driver. Kingston tried for a spinning back fist on uh, Garcia, but Garcia would duck. Garcia grabbed a handful of Kingston's trunks and rolled up Kingston for the pin. Bowens then grabbed the boom box, which was wrapped in a steel chain, and slammed it into the head of Kingston. Jurassic Express and Christian Cage ran down to the ring to even up the odds. Jungle Boy handed the AEW World Championship back to the Lucha Brothers, but this story is worth keeping an eye on as we move forward as ex. Caliber noted. Yeah, very true. It is one to keep an eye on. Uh, I don't think it's over between these these tag teams, uh, so we'll see what happens. Absolutely. It's going to be quite intri- intriguing, to say the least, about how this will be moving forward. All right, next up we have AEW Dynamite. Kicking off the show, we have Adam Cole taking on Freshly Squeezed Orange Cassidy. Surprisingly, it's not a tag match. <laughs> Adam Cole and Orange Cassidy had a rare stare down until Orange broke down Cole and kissed him. Or took down Cole and kissed him, sorry. And then Orange hit an arm drag and cradled Cole for a near fall. Orange worked over Cole with a side headlock, and then Cole would rally back with a backstabber to Orange Cassidy. Adam Cole whipped Orange into the turnbuckles, and then he hit double picep, a double picep pose. Uh, Cole then ascended to the top rope where he met Cassidy. Orange shoved Cole off the top and then met Cole on the mat with a uh, Tilt-A-World DDT. The Young Bucks, Nick and and Matt Jackson, and Associate Stooge Brandon Cutler walked down to the ring. Cassidy jumped out of the ring and onto Cutler. The best friends came out to even up the odds. Cassidy connected with a Topa Suicide on the Bucks. Adam Cole rammed Orange into the steel steps. Cole then attempted a running knee strike, but Orange would roll out of the way. And Cole collided knee first into the ring steps. Cole hit Orange with forearms and dared Orange to strike back. Orange blasted Cole with a thrust kick. Cole would come back, though, with a brain buster on, on the knee for a near fall on Orange. Let's see here. Uh, Cole rocked Orange with a pump kick, and Orange came back, though, with a stunned dog millionaire. He followed that up with a diving DDT for a near fall on Cole. Cole nailed Orange with a low pump kick and screamed, Stay down. Cole headed up the middle up to the middle rope, getting in position for a Panama Sunrise, but Orange would back out of the way. He sucked in Cole for a Michinoku driver for the near fall. I believe I said that right. I he know. did. I did. Sweet. Orange put on his aviator shades, placed his hands in his pockets, and jumped off the top rope. But Cole connected with a thrust kick, and then Cole followed that up with the Panama Sunrise. But Orange Cassidy would kick out. Cole then charged in with a knee, but Orange would move out of the way. Orange drilled Cole with a beach break, and then Orange uh, was setting up for the Orange Punch, but Cole rolled out of the ring. Bobby Fish ran to the ring and got in the face of ref Bryce Remsburg, leaving Kyle O'Reilly, the violent artist, jumping into the ring and attacking Orange Cassidy while the ref was distracted. Cole finished off Orange with a boom kick and pinned him. Best friends tried to help Orange, but 
Fish, Cole, and O'Reilly triple teamed the best friends. The Bucks walked out back out to the ring and per, uh, perplexed at Cole's surprise. Um, Cole, Riley, and Bobby Fish left the ring without the Bucks. So this was the uh, the Christmas present Adam Cole said he had for the Young Bucks. Yeah, is Cal um, <laughs> O'Reilly. There you go, right? Yep. I mean, the undisputed era is now all elite. Yep. There you go. It's gonna get very uh, crazy to say the least going forward now, because now the young bucks are kind of like, wait a minute, <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, it, it, how, how much more elite can it get? Ah, honestly, at this point, I really don't. Know. <laughs> I mean, your guess is as good as mine, bro. I mean, it's interesting because they got sub factions of the elite, and then you got, you know, you got. The Super Click Elite, and then you got the Nightmare Family Elite, and I don't know anymore. Yeah. Your guess is as good as mine anymore. With yeah, it's crazy, man, the way they got everything going here. It is, to say the least. It's fun, but, I mean, it's like, it's a little much. Right. All right, next up, Mr. Mayhem Wardlow with Sean Spears versus Captain Sean Dean. Wardlow grabbed Dean and planted him with a powerbomb. Wardlow then pancaked uh, Dean with another powerbomb, and then a third, and then a fourth. Wardlow would place his boot on his chest on the chest of Dean and would pin him. Spears then would smack Dean with a steel chair after the match. So uh, another squash match for Wardlow. Squash match, and it's like deja vu all over again. Didn't we see this last week? We did. We saw that exact same thing happen last week. Um, Spears is really portraying this chairman. <laughs> persona yeah. Yeah. as a uh, wielder of a steel chair and smacking people after they've already I mean come on you're they're getting squashed do we really need to add the insult to the injury so to speak with this some people would like it though I guess <laughs> I'm sure you're one of them but I'm just saying it's, it seems a little unnecessary to keep you know doing this unless you get all these jobbers to try to team up together to take down Wardlow, but I doubt that's going to happen. They'll probably just make Wardlow squash all of them at once. <laughs> With just massive powerbomb after powerbomb after powerbomb after powerbomb. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, next up we have the TBS Women's Title Tournament Semi-Final as the Native Beast. Now the Rose with Vicky Guerrero taking on the runaway uh, Ruby Soho. The winner of this match would face the winner of the Thunder Rosa J- uh, Jade Cargill Bracket. Nyla uh, pulled a uh, pulled the jacket up on Ruby in like a hockey jersey and began to pummel her with fists. Soho tried to take Nyla off her feet with a running body press, but Nyla just shoved Ruby down. Nyla hur- hurled Ruby across the ring. Ruby went for a back heel trip, but Nyla was able to back uh, back elbow Ruby instead. And then Nyla clobbered Ruby with a lariat. Uh, Nyla then threw Ruby out of the ring and then jumped off the ring apron with a double sledge. Ruby then uh, battered Nyla with fit left and rights outside the ring and then smashed Nyla with headbutts. Ruby charged at Nyla, but Vicky pulled uh, Nyla out of the way. Ruby then collided with the steel ring steps due to that. Ruby turned the tables, though, and DDT'd Nyla. Nyla pulled the uh, chair out from underneath the ring, but Ruby kicked the chair into Nyla's own face. Ruby then climbed to the top rope, but Vicky would shove Ruby, and Ruby landed on the top rope. Nyla hit a flying knee drop onto Ruby's shoulder. Uh, Nyla then would lift Ruby up, but Ruby countered with a dragon sleeper. Vicky tried to interfere again. 
Ruby kicked Vicky off the apron, but turned into a but it turned right into a beast bomb from Nyla. Ruby Ruby would barely kick out, however, and Ruby would rally rally back with no future with the no future finisher to pin Nyla Rose and advance to the finals. Oh, TBS with thank it. you. This is what I was hoping for, you know, because I mean I think we're all tired of seeing Nyla Rose run rampant on on AEW. I think it's just. It's nice to see somebody else get a good push. So, absolutely, it's, and uh, especially one that was kind of ran down and kind of pushed down by uh, the other company. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, her injury didn't help, which kept her out a long time. But even when she came, but back, when they, they brought were... her back, it was like they they let her. They didn't really push her; just kind of threw her in the shuffle and go, "Here you go." Yeah. Needless to say. All right, next up, we had that match that we found out about last week as we had Malachi Black taking on the Varsity Blondes, Griff Garrison, who had Brian Pillman Jr. Griff would charge at Black, and Black would blast him with a high kick. Malachi went to the outside, uh, went outside the ring toward Pillman, but Griff surprised Black with a spectacular Topa Suicida. Uh, and then Black, uh, sorry, back in the ring, Black grabbed a leg lock on Griff until Griff grabbed the ropes to force the break. Black landed upwards of 10 uncontested strikes on Griff. Griff booted Black in the jaw and then cracked him with a rolling elbow. Black, though, rocked Griff with a knee strike and then applied a single leg crab submission and Griff would have to tap out. Pillman would jump into the ring to stop Black from punishing Griff any further. Black, however, knocked Pillman's block off with a vicious roundhouse kick. Yeah, man. Malika is uh, just just an evil entity right now. Mm -hmm. And... uh, I know that they were trying to trying to um, get back a little bit of revenge for what they did to their valet. But, you know, I mean, it's Malachi Black. He's going to do what he wants to do no matter what. So. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's, there uh, you go. Interesting to say the least. I thought this was a, it's kind of weird because I almost want to say he's almost a AEW... Undertaker-ish type persona. I love it because that's what he was supposed to be in, you know, that other place. But uh, absolutely, he wasn't pushed the right way, mm-hmm. and they kept him backstage constantly. Absolutely, which was terrible. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually enjoying this. He's a little bit more talkative, of course, than the Undertaker was. Um, but it's also an interesting way of kind of going about his character. It's been fun to say the least. It definitely has, man. I'm excited to see where they go with it because I think Malachi Black could be your next AEW champion, maybe. There's a possibility. All right, next up, we have CM Punk, Darby Allen, and Sting taking on the pinnacle, FTR's Cash Wheeler and Dax Harwood. And, of course, the three-time Dynamite Diamond Ring winner, MJF. I am so sick and tired of MJF winning that stupid tournament. Can somebody please get me another diamond ring winner? <laughs> right. Anyways, Punk had face paint on like Sting's. Darby was wearing classic surfer-style Sting uh, face paint, and Sting was wearing uh, face paint with Punk's logo. So they were all paying homage to each other, sort of. No one was really paying Darby Allen much homage, which kind of was disrespectful to me, but, you know, whatever. Anyways, MGF and Punk were about to square off when MGF quickly tagged out. Of course he did. Dax used a side headlock takeover on Punk. 
Hardwood would hit a shoulder tackle on Punk, but Punk followed that up with a deep arm drag. Darby would tag in, uh, but was lit up with a solid back elbow to the jaw by Cash Wheeler. Darby nailed Cash with a drop kick. MJF tagged in, and Punk chased him around the ring. MJF then tagged Cash Wheeler, putting a considerable distance between himself and CM Punk. Sting would uh, tag in and uh, wrench the arm of Cash Wheeler. Sting was looking for the skip, uh, Scorpion Deathlock, and Cash would bail outside the ring. MJF tagged in and tried to hit Sting with a knife edge chop, but Sting just didn't budge. Sting dropped MGF with a short arm, uh, short arm clothesline and then tagged Punk in. MGF, of course, retreated to the outside of the ring and then jumped over barricades to run away. Punk would chase after MJF, MJF up the stairs and out into the concourse. MGF sprinted back to the stairs toward the ring and tagged, uh, and tagged to Dax Hardwood. Darby, though, would launch himself out of the ring onto FTR and MJF. Dash dropped. Darby, though, face first across the top rope. Darby then landed on the arena floor, and then Dax rammed Darby into the barricade. FDR would double-team Darby in the ring. MJF finally tagged in and body-slammed Darby. MJF mocked Punk and then tagged out to Dax. Dax body-slammed uh, Darby and then tagged out to Cash. Cash tried for a body-slam as well, but Darby rolled Cash up for a near fall. Then Darby scoop-slammed Cash and made a tag to Sting. Sting, of course, would clear house of FDR with right hands. Sting then planted MJF with a spinebuster and then hit a Stinger splash on FTR. Stinger applied the Scorpion Deathlock on Dax, but MJF jumped in and interfered while ref Paul Turner had his back turned. Sorry. Punk tagged in and single-handedly took out FTR, going to work on them with a Bulldog clothesline combo. Followed that up with a Topa Suicida, uh, Topa Suicida to Dax. And then uh, Punk hit a diving crossbody on Cash for a near fall. Punk signaled for the GTS, but FTR tried to double-team him. Punk fought his way out of it, though, and nailed Dax with a neckbreaker. Then Punk climbed the top rope, but Dax would shove him. Dax was looking for a brain buster off the top rope, but Punk would reel back and land an elbow strike onto Dax. FTR came back with a tremendous teamwork for a near fall on Punk. Dax was wiped out, though, by a roundhouse kick from Punk. Hard uh, Dax and CM Punk traded strikes in the middle of the ring, going punch for punch. Punk tried to for a GTS, but FTR smashed Punk with a big rig. Sting made a save until MJF jumped in. Uh, Sting then tossed MJF over the top rope onto FTR. Sting then jumped off the top rope and onto FTR and MGF. Punk was about to hit a GTS on MGF when Dax shoved him out of the way, taking the bullet for his teammate. Punk hit the GTS on Dax. Darby Allen crashed down onto Dax with a coffin drop. Then Punk pinned Dax for the victory. That's what's up, dude. This is a well-fought match. I know everyone was really excited to see the, these uh, face paint tributes to mm-hmm. each other. Um, I have never really seen Sting do anything different with his face paint. So, for me, it was kind of odd. But, uh, you know, it was cool. Oh, yeah. It was very interesting to uh, say the least how this one was going. Um, it was a good match, dude. Oh, they, yeah. they, they kicked each other's ass, and and of course MJF being MJF is yeah avoiding, avoiding punk at all costs. Punk at all costs. So. Yeah, I, needless to say, I was kind of hoping that he would have a, a way of preventing MJF from winning the Diamond Ring last week, but unfortunately, it was for naught. Um, yeah, Dante Martin still almost pulled out an upset. Hey, but, man, Dante Martin. He he's oh yeah he's talent. I can't wait to see where he goes in this company. Oh yeah, he's definitely very talented and was a great match. It was just 
I don't know. It, they keep having... It's set up for him. I don't get it. It's like, why? Right. Why? Why? Yeah. It, and I just don't like the, the fact that he's dodging punk like he is. It's kind of lame. Yeah. But, I mean, it's MGF, and it's typical, you know, heel and... and I don't know. A full week without Adam Hangman Page. Where was he? Um, they had an interview earlier in the night um, with, uh, I believe, it was him and Tony Schiavone. Um, we're talking about the match. And then um, uh, Brian Danielson, almost said his name wrong, uh, interrupted the interview. And then, of course, they set up for a rematch. I believe they're doing a holiday bash. No, this, last night was the holiday bash. They're doing another like New Year Bash or something like that coming up. Cool. On, uh, I think it's going to be on the 5th when they move over to TBS. Right on. Right it's on. the rematch. Can't wait to see it, man. We're going to have to watch it. And uh, make sure you tune in if you're not too busy on Christmas night because Rampage is having a Christmas um, special with, um, you know, all the wrestlers on Christmas. Heck yeah, man. Can't wait so. to see it. That's right. Um, and uh, NBA is still trying to do their Christmas Day um, regular sl- schedule slated. They're hoping, anyways. The COVID's been kind of making things a little crazy. And, of course, NFL has um, a couple games on Christmas as well. So you definitely have an opportunity in between all the fun times you're having with your family to watch sports if you're into that. So that's what we're going to possibly do. Depends on what's going on. Definitely, man. Um, if we have any little bit of downtime where we're kind of just – sitting around not really doing anything we might catch a game or two um i'm definitely probably not going to watch the brooklyn Nets destroy the lakers because the lakers look like crap <laughs> so <laughs> to yeah. say the least um but yeah it's gonna be fun we hope you enjoy all your christmas and or anything you're doing with your families over the weekend um we we hope you all have a great holiday and i yeah. will yeah. definitely be back sunday merry christmas Yes. And happy holidays. That's right. Not trying to avoid it. I'm just saying if you don't celebrate it, we're trying to be respectful. Yeah, very, you know, I mean, some people don't. So it That's is right. what it is. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it was, it's actually just crazy the way things are nowadays. I wish people would just be nice to each other, whether, whether you believe in it or you don't or whatever the case is, just be, just be kind. That's, right. that's, that's. The basis of, of life, I think, is be kind. That's right. That's what everything, most of the true basis of all religion is trying to just be kind to one another. Yes. Even if you don't even have believe in religion, I'm sure your thought is, is to be kind no matter what, but unfortunately it's just some people aren't. And that's just something we like to still preach. We respect your views. We hope you respect our views. Because we celebrate Christmas. Yep. And we're going to enjoy it with our family. So That we are. All right, man. So, But we will be back on Sunday, the day after Christmas, with uh, WWE Talk as we preview WWE Day 1. And then we are ready for that one. Yeah, man. It's going to be fun, dude. Uh, you know, well, we're going to make some predictions and mm-hmm. try and work some stuff out. Absolutely. Uh, I might download that DraftKings to try and figure that out so that I can maybe make a little bit of bets here or there on it. You know what I'm saying? Yes, sir. And then, of course, we'll be back again on probably Monday or Tuesday, depending on how things are going, with 
basketball talk or and or baseball talk if we get any anything interesting in the baseball world. And then of course we'll be back with football talk right on the next episode after that. Um, and we're getting ready for season seven, so we're gonna we're still working out some details on what we're gonna do for season seven, but stay tuned, we'll get you updates on that as well. So looking forward to it. Definitely. I can't wait, man. This is I hope you guys have, you know, a happy holiday and uh, just mm-hmm. just have fun, man. Yep, and stay safe out there. Yeah, stay safe. Just because you may not be doing anything weird or wrong doesn't mean someone else isn't. We will just want you all to be safe. So, from our family to yours, be safe. And, and happy holidays. And happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and we'll talk to you all on Sunday with more WWE talk. So that does it for us here at Sports Talk. And as always, keep on talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W-I-T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.